Hey, Sam. Hey, Nathan. What's up? Uh, not much. Uh, just just starting my morning with a fresh cup of orange juice right here. <laughs> um, I'm starting mine with a shot of espresso. Ooh. I thought you were going to say a shot of something else, and I was going to be like, <laughs> yeah. well, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. <laughs> it's 8.30. It's pretty early. I guess we decided to uh, to do this before I have to run to the airport, because it's really our only chance um, before so, this weekend. It's our only hope. Luke. Um, what's that picture behind you? What is that What is that picture of two people... They're like two people holding hands, other shoulder. Oh, it's um, a quote from a Talking Heads song. It's uh, it says, uh, "Love me till my heart stops. Love me till oh. I'm dead." That's awesome. Yeah. Do you see that? Uh, Greta Greta got that for us for our um, wedding, I think. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to give you guys a gift. Uh, that, Darn. You you did take our photos, <laughs> yeah. so I think that you're you're pretty much off the hook. <laughs> Have you uh, printed any of the photos? Uh, we've had yeah, we ordered a few prints from smug from your smug mug page. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. a, a while back, actually, I think over the course of time, we've probably ordered like a hundred or something. Because um, okay. yeah, our parents wanted some, and friends wanted some, and we gave a few as gifts yeah. and stuff like that. So very awesome. convenient, smug mug. Well, I don't use Smug Mug anymore. Yeah, I know. Um, if anybody out the old interested, days. I use Shoot Proof, and I'm very, very happy. Do, do you use Smug Mug still? Yeah, still using it. Yeah. Still, okay. still going. They've still made going some strong. good changes. They've made some some good strides in the right direction, but just way too slow. Yeah. You know, I was just reading about a really compelling, because when I looked at switching online galleries, we're getting right into shop talk here, but whatever. Um, I was also looking at switching up uh, what I use for my studio management software, which is ShootQ, and I found this new one called Studio Ninja that looks really promising. Cool. I'm really impressed. I know you've already just switched to something else, but yeah, time um, it's always exciting to kind of look into new things. But right now, this time of year, I was starting to sit down last night and be like, okay, maybe I should like play the Studio Ninja some more and start getting it set up. And I was like, oh, wait, I've got 60,000 photos to go through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, Maybe I uh, shouldn't be doing any, anything else, including podcasts. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm like even, you know, getting slow about email. I'm just trying to get through photos right now. Oh, I finally got caught up on email last night, and I was I was just, I mean, seriously, n- none of these were huge priorities, but I was replying to people that had messaged me, like, m- end of August, yeah. <laughs> and I was just, and I just replied back like it, like yeah. it was nothing, just yeah. like, yeah, so we'll do this, I like, didn't even address that I was only two months late. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I may have um, been talking about this on the podcast already, but I've been starting to, um, I've been completely changing how I've been responding to emails because I've been getting so bogged down in just the response time. It also takes me forever to like write an email like, oh, I yeah. just want to make sure it's perfect. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. And so um, I basically started using, I, I, I watched this thing on the Atlantic, um, the editor, I think like it's the, the editor in chief of the Atlantic does these funny videos, um, really short videos on how to like optimize workflow and dealing with people and stuff like that. They're really, they're really fun, really cool videos. You should check them out. But he did one on email. What are they called? The Atlantic? 
Yeah, the Atlantic. The, it's a okay. yeah, it's like an online newspaper, online magazine type thing. Um, we should link to it in the uh, show notes. Okay, I'm yeah. Really bad about that, but yeah, yeah. I'll link to it in the show notes. I might even uh, throw something on Instagram or something. Um, but um, we, uh, but anyway, he did a video on email, and he he said that there's like three cardinal rules of email are don't have a greeting. Um, so note, don't say like hi, blah blah blah. Um, mm-hmm. Just don't even do that. Um, keep the um, keep your response to less than three sentences uh, for every email, no matter what, and never sign off with a signature. So basically, exactly like text message. Exactly, he says. <laughs> yeah. at, at some point, we well, uh, well, since the beginning, we've kind of considered email to be a replacement for letters. So we've had like a hello, and then a and then a body, and then a signature, and that's just stupid. Um, yeah. When you think about it, I don't have time for that. I'm not trying to write a letter to every single person that writes me something uh, by email. Yeah, I, I think the signature is fine Signature's, for me, just because yeah. it's auto-inserted, and I like having... I can't tell you how many random interactions I've had with people that are not wedding client-related, and they sure. find my work because they're just like, oh... Yeah, he's a photographer. Of course, I'm gonna. I mean, everybody. I, I feel like that's just like human nature. If you see someone's got a photography website, of course you're gonna go check yeah, it out because yeah. it's probably horrible. <laughs> and you're just like, how how good is this guy really, right? Or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah that's usually what I've found when I've when I've seen that on other people. <laughs> I'm just yeah, like, this guy's not. I didn't know he's a photographer. Who is? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I've yeah. been slowly reeducating my. Um, brides and um and other clients that have been emailing me on how i how i've how i respond now i just don't cool unless it's a bride so yeah for brides though i i've I've generally been kind of sticking to the do like a long flowery you know (laughs) email back to them um, don't have to stick too hard to the rules on that. But for uh, for corporate clients and stuff like that, no way, dude. I am yeah. just sending them. They're like, what time are you going to be here? Can you answer all these questions? And I just bam, 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 get it out the door. Um, nice. And it's been really, really nice. Now, the only problem is my email has, and my inbox is stuck at 120 unread emails that have oh, nothing to do no. with... Oh anything they're just oh that's good linkedin and pinterest oh, and that's legacy you gotta box. subscribe from that I so i use an app time. i've been all over the place with the various mail apps that i use but on my phone i use one called polymail which is really great because it's got a one click unsubscribe button and nice. anytime i've gotten something more than once from a company that i purchased something from or that i you know i, I don't, nobody's actively ever signed up to mm-hmm. be on a mailing list i think except for maybe somebody interested in my workshop or something like that right. and uh i know i've never actively signed up for a mailing list so nine times out of ten i just never want to see that information again yeah. click unsubscribe it saves you Nice. Big time. Yeah. So actually, that segues into a topic I was, I was sort of curious about after analyzing your background and you mm-hmm. talking about workflow and email and the fact that it's insane editing like crazy time of the year for most wedding photographers yep. is uh, is your actual workspace, like your workspace. What uh, 
what's involved in your workspace, Nathan? Do you have like a dedicated spot where you sit and edit at the same same place every every time you're you're working on a wedding, or do you just like go out to a coffee shop and edit anywhere? Do you just edit when you have found time wherever you're at? Like, do you have a, a way things must be to to be in the zone and do it comfortably? Um, not really. Um, I think. Well, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I. <laughs> Sorry. I, shut up, Sam. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, well, first of all, I do. I, I guess I do most of my editing in my office at my house, um, which is what I'm looking at right now. Which is what you're looking at right now. Yeah. But it's not super comfy, mainly because since we've moved, we still haven't quite figured out how to use this space effectively. Um, yeah. But I think. So our ideal setup here and the way that I would like to edit in the future is we're going to have a big central table in the middle of our room, which is a fairly, fairly large room. It's basically a bedroom size. Have a big table in the middle where um, I can sit down and edit on my laptop. And then I'm going to have a desktop uh, in a corner that I can also edit at. Um, but basically, I just want a clean space to yeah, that's the dream that's the dream <laughs> and i can see behind you that this particular <laughs> space is completely covered in dirty clothes no these are all actually they're all clean clothes okay well covered in laundry all those baskets are clean the problem is in our house in our home we started this as i've mentioned many times throughout the podcast the past couple uh we've been doing a freaking bathroom renovation that actually required us to move the entire bathroom yeah so we've been kicked out of our master bedroom, which includes all of our closet space and all of our dressers. And so all of our clothes have just been in baskets for the past three months <laughs> with no place to put them except the ground and the floor of other yeah, rooms. That's how so it works. it's been just, just the worst. Uh, I just got word from the contractor yesterday that we might be able to start moving back into our room uh before this weekend so that would be amazing they're not going to be done but we can actually start like using the space they still haven't installed the closet of course it's like yeah that'll be like the last thing we do is put the closet (laughs) in i'm just like wait this is actually like the thing we need the most (laughs) nice (laughs) but but uh yeah it's it's um i i've always been one of every couple months i sit down and purge everything and get a perfectly clean space and then three days later it's a train wreck yeah and then two months later i purge again i think that's okay so good when it's clean but yeah i think that's okay though because i was reading something a long time ago that basically was uh oh no it was something that abby was reading to me she had a uh she's taking a writing class and um she read this really really awesome um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, put my contacts in while you Yeah, yeah, talk go ahead. This. Um, she read this really awesome um, article to me about how artists work and what they need to be creative while they're doing their art. And a lot of it was kind of centered around... I'm going to mess up any specifics, but um, a lot of it was centered around having a clean space so that your creative energy can be poured into what's in front of you because it's easy to get distracted as an artist um and it kind of went on to describe all kinds of different artists and how how they how they kind of set up their their space like different painters or writers uh and what they would do to kind of get in the zone i think for me the the one thing that really gets me in the zone is picking the right music I, i really like to 
to edit while listening to music. It doesn't matter really what it is. It could be cigarettes or it could be metal or it could be anything in between. But um, mm-hmm. it just having some good music going, I kind of I kind of feel like I'm I'm in the zone. Um, yeah, I'm very similar, but it's so really strange. As much as I love music and as much as it helps with editing, I'll go through like 75% of a wedding before I'm like, oh, crap, I haven't been listening yeah. to music the whole time. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> like, you just start just start going, and then it suddenly, like, oh. If I just start uh, work, like a wedding or whatever, I can plow through it so much. I just I burn through so much so quickly, but it's the whole, like, Okay, just got to open that Lightroom catalog. Just got to start the calling. Yep. Once I start, I just plow through it, and it's Absolutely. easy and, and fine. But it's the, like, well, I really should eat, drink some coffee. I'm going to go make some coffee. And, uh, I think yeah, there's that movie that's on uh, I've been really meaning to watch it. I might just start the morning with a movie. Uh-huh. That's what being self-employed is all about. <laughs> and then it's midnight, and I'm ready to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Because the day has been lost. Yeah. Yeah, I think the main the main thing with me, because I'm motivation has always been an issue with me in school and in work and everything. And uh, the the one remedy to not having that much motivation to do anything is to uh, just do it and not think about it. Just don't care. Like, and hey, so, we're an Under Army. Uh, wait, Under Armour what? territory here. Don't you're quoting the Nike line. So am I? Oh, just do it. Just, it's well, they can so feel free to sponsor us. Uh, if they want. Um, Under Armour, or Nike, but. Yeah, yeah, just starting. For me, it's just, just starting. And, and again, yeah, sometimes I'll be sitting there and I'll be like, man, oh, man, that was easy. Wait a minute, I wasn't listening to any music. How did I do that? And, it, yeah. and it's great. Um, but, yeah, um, I, the other thing sorry, is having, yeah, I mean, a, uh, having a shop dog. For instance, Steinway is oh, completely yeah. asleep right next to me here. Popcorn was in here, but he's gone off to more interesting things now. Unfortunately, Popcorn usually insists on sleeping on a lap, wow. and I don't like that while I'm editing. That's a problem. So I, uh, you can hear my keyboard. Yeah. I use mostly, when I'm editing, just to, to go in back to like our actual physical space, I, I mostly use the keyboard with my mouse floating. But I've been forever trying to occasionally use... Um, other tools i just got this thing it's called the p fixer mini mal cool and i think it's supposed to be a play on the word minimal but it's the mini mal mal is it mal <laughs> by a company called pusher labs bad. and they make another unit that i've used for a long time that has cool motorized faders and rotors and all that but it's huge it's very very big and like i said my desk team tends to get very very cluttered and messy so it's just even more of a pain to have to clear out of space to put this thing down and use it but uh this has just a rotary knob and then two rows of buttons and one fader it's not motorized unfortunately but it works for functions that you can assign any function in lightroom cool. to. and then there's Every button and fader has a secondary layer that you can enable. So in reality, this is actually double the size in terms of what's functional. Oh, you can just what, it, what its, its functions can be mapped to. Organized you know. in multiple layers. Is there t- there's yeah. two layers? Just two layers. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Which is more than enough. But and then um, yeah, it's it's got they have stickers on top of every single button and every single fader, so that you don't have to necessarily memorize what's where and how's you know how everything is. But um, you can also go in and customize everything afterward if you prefer a different placement for your fingers or whatever. Now, your have you more used functions are? Have you found increased workflow? I like it so uh, far. 
I've that? only had it for two days. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, it's hard to say. With the culling, you know, it's hard to beat just the arrows on your keyboard and two keys, you know, the flag yeah. keys, P, P, and, and U. I mean, the, the, the Apple keyboard is is pretty quick and easy. I mean, it's not very exciting. It's a keyboard, but it is very easy to hit. With this thing, if you're calling with it, the buttons are really chunky and big, which are kind of satisfying, but also it's like a lot more when you're calling through 6,000 images in a wedding, you're hitting this button, you know, dude, I probably 12,000 times. And and that's that's a lot. Like I want something that's just super lightweight and like touch done it's almost zero resistance on the apple keyboard yeah on this thing it's like a chunky button you're pressing over and over and over i think yeah i i love i've i've recently switched i guess a a few months ago i switched to i used to use p and u for picking and unpicking um that's what i use now i use the tilde key which is it's just a pick toggle uh so it can it can sometimes get you in trouble if you've already picked something Oh, and you're going yeah, back through and picking, but it is so much easier because I've got, I've got my tilde key on my ring finger and my one key uh, on my middle finger for if I want to tag something that's either going to go to blog or go to Instagram or any any photo that I think is publish worthy. Um, so yeah, it's cool. super easy, and that way my hands aren't like super cluttered all over my keyboard and zone, hovering yeah. over my trackpad. Uh, it makes it way easier, um, yeah. and I really like that for for picking and going through and calling. But I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't love my solution for of like hovering over um, with my hovering over each um, each function with my mouse and then going pressing up or down on the keyboard. It's not quite uh, as. Cool. I like the the granular control it gives you. It's way better than clicking with your actually mouse. So what. I don't know if we described this, but what Nathan is talking about is in the actual sliders of the editing in the develop module, you, if you float your mouse arrow over each individual fader, you can use the up and down keys on your keyboard to get really granular control over the value. It goes up in steps of like two plus, or three. I think it's plus five numbers. each. Plus five um, each. Mm-hmm. It might even be adjustable, but um, that is a lot more. It's a lot faster than just like clicking with your mouse up and down and sliding it physically with your mouse. So a lot of people don't realize that when you hover over, the arrows suddenly give you the the function. So that is, I think, uh, where this type of device picks up the slack the most is when you're actually editing because everything's mapped hard hardwired to a, a physical button or knob that uh, you don't have to move your mouse up and down for or or hit any other keys. They're just right there. So that is what I've enjoyed the most. I also purchased, I've been on a bit of a spending spree with all this stuff that I've been meaning to buy and just never did. There's another company called Motiboto, Motiboto, and it's a wedding photographer team out in Canada that made it, and it's a, um, a keyboard-only solution. Uh, so they kind of like the skin I'm showing you, but no one else can see. I have this skin, but this is for Logic, right. for audio editing. Yeah, so it goes like over you, your keyboard you, yeah. and shows and, and you different functions. Exactly. So they have a skin coming for me, and uh, the software you know, maps every key on your keyboard to do something uh, 
that then now has a sticker. So uh, they rearrange everything. Uh, so you don't have the P and the U for flagging like Lightroom mm -hmm. does by default. They actually have like other things mapped out so that you aren't, I think, so clustered with your, your fingers. But you can also edit and change any key on your keyboard to, to be a different function if you want to adjust how they've preset everything um so but motoboto is cool. very it's kind of expensive i think it's like 370 bucks it's like jesus christ mm. but people are swearing by it and they say it's amazing so i'm going to try that as well um the other thing i would say to look into if if you want a more simple setup even more simple oh but look i got impatient when i was trying motoboto i didn't want to wait for my skin <laughs> so you just so. sharpied on <laughs> i just sharpied on my keyboard <laughs> I'm sure. Okay. I just sharpied on my white Apple keyboard, and then it got all smeared. Oh, weird. I wonder why. Um, so, you, um, I've also heard of a of another solution, uh, which I want to say Drew Willingham showed me, or somebody Better Touch Tool. Somebody was on. No, not Better Touch Tool. It's um, you're just using a, like an Xbox 360 controller to uh, oh, to click left cool. and right, and then you can map all the buttons to uh, to any function you want, I guess using better better touch tool or something similar. Um, so this is kind of cool. neat. This this remind me of that. This is another hardware solution by this company, Palette Palette Gear. Oh yeah, and I each, saw those before. Yeah, each of these are magnetic, either buttons, and they all click onto each other. And there's no like that click is now like giving this device all its power all its function you can arrange this in any way that you possibly want and they have knobs that also have button features you can push down on the knob it's got a pure button so what nessa does is very similar to like an old school video game she's got two of these buttons or maybe four of them one for left and right and one for flag and unflag and she just whenever she's calling this is all i hear <laughs> nice <laughs> She loves it. Uh, I don't use any of, uh, of this too much. Maybe I should give it another shot, but it's also sort of pricey. But it's really neat that you can customize uh, the exact combination of buttons and faders and sliders and all that uh, so that you can really hone in on what you love in theory. Nice. Um, it's, it's a really impressive, like it's machined and built really, really well. They're just amazing looking, but um, yeah, I need to give this one another shot too. That's cool. <laughs> but yeah, Xbox controller that sounds pretty pretty cool. Yeah, uh, sorry, it's definitely a, a good budget solution too. Steinway is currently clawing me. Get so um, yeah, popcorn keeps hovering around too. Uh, one of the big things I, I purchased two years ago, I think, was a, a really really good chair. Uh, I don't think we've talked about this chair. on the podcast. Yeah, this chair is like, I got it used on Amazon, though. It was like a resold. And it was one of those, like, it's like not very pretty. It's one of the standard kind of office chairs. But it's just got every single point of, um, you know, pressure can be customized so that it's almost like a custom fit chair That's to your great. body. What, what kind I of chair is thing. it? I, you know what? I'm going to look it up because I'll never remember the name. Yeah, I've, but I want to say used. Dude, it was like, well, here, I'll just look it up. Well, dude, cost. ergonomic like, chairs are unbelievably expensive. I, I was, uh, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm building a new computer and uh, part of the oops. budget is a new chair and I cannot find a good one for under a thousand dollars. Exactly. So this one uh, was just under uh, 939. 
Yeah. Actually, no. I think mine is cheaper than that. So this chair is called the Eron Task Chair by Herman Miller. Oh, you got a Herman Miller. A that's why. Yeah. Oh, is that? I don't know. You, <laughs> a chair connoisseur. Okay, so Herman Miller. I guess that's a good brand. I don't know. It's a really um, good brand. Oh, they have so many cool different colors. See, I got mine... Uh, it must have been like eight hundred dollars or something because I, I know I bought it like used or or ref- oh six hundred and thirty six bucks that's what I paid for it so I feel Honestly, like that's a pretty good deal yeah that's actually pretty good for a Herman Miller yeah. chair brand new they're nine hundred and thirty nine so um, win that's awesome uh, yeah and it and it, it seems to have all its parts and it's got a little squeak to it but I do wish it was a different color this black is kind of soul sucking yeah. Um, yeah, so the chair, though, incredibly important. I used to just have, like, an aluminum steel, or not, an aluminum chair or something like that. Maybe it was steel, but just metal. And it was, um, you know, looked cool, but just so much pain. So much pain after an hour or two of sitting in it. Yeah, it's just like... Um it's just like a bed or shoes. Anything that you're going to be in for eight hours a day or more, um, you should invest some good money in and make sure that it's comfortable. You left out the most critical T- your T-shirt, your human body. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make sure to eat you gotta right. Invest in your your own body. Got to eat right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, Definitely, definitely got to eat right. Like last yesterday, I had ice cream and pizza and noodles and company. That was my body was really happy about that. Nice. But I went oh. on two two walks. Hold on, sorry. What's going Steinway, on? Steinway, quit it. She's really annoying me right now. I'm not sure what her deal is. Um, sorry. So anyway, so uh, what happened to your standing desk? Didn't you used to do a standing desk yeah, solution? Um, I did uh, at my old apartment. Um, before I moved to Richmond, and it was awesome. I highly recommend a standing desk. When I got to Richmond and we were still moving in, it somehow I decided it didn't make sense for me right now, uh, and I wanted to have a sitting desk for a little while. Um, so I switched to a sitting desk, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to a standing desk um, pretty so soon. my thing, I've never tried a standing desk, but I, it's awesome. I do, I'm, I'm pretty sure it would work well for me because if I'm ever doing any mental exercise of like talking to someone on the phone or giving workshops, I'm much more comfortable and I think a lot clearer when I'm yes. moving around on my feet. Yes. But I just, to my mind, it's like, gosh, well, if I have to be here working, I at least want to be sitting and comfortable, yeah, not but having to, like, stand. Well, That just sounds consider, twice as bad. Consider this. The human body is not really designed to sit for longer than a few hours at a time. Um, hmm, yeah. And that's kind of the main argument people make for standing desks is, like, human body is meant to stand you should you should be standing more than you're sitting and a huge problem with obesity in america is people just sitting at their desk for eight to ten hours a day um and not moving not doing anything when you stand for eight hours uh, i think the equivalent is uh it's like running for an hour or something um it's the Mm -hmm. it's that equivalent for and it's that good for your body um, and so what people, what, what people do when they are first starting a standing desk is you just, you get up there, you stand at your desk for like 15 minutes 
and you mm-hmm. just see how long you can you can stand up there 15 minutes and then you sit down for 15 or, or 30 minutes and you just kind of increase as time goes on trying to pay as much attention to how often you are standing and eventually mm-hmm. you can stand eventually i was i was able to stand for like an hour at a time and not not have any problems um, but what I would do is I would just stand for a while. I would edit a bunch. And then once I got really tired of standing, I just unplug my computer, hop on the couch and continue editing. Like I was just, re- just go right into it. And then as soon as I feel comfortable that I want to stand again, hop back up, put my computer up on the, uh, on the desk and keep going. And it really, it really works well, and I felt really good. It's, it's a, it's an odd feeling. I definitely suggest okay. it. Awesome. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, once I'm, I'm curious if anybody else has some thoughts or solutions. So, um, in case anybody missed it, uh, we have the, uh, the Epic Podcast as an Instagram handle now, which is maybe a good place to uh interact with us because there's only like a hundred followers right now yeah yeah so we would definitely notice any any comments or uh interaction from people on that get in early always forget always forget to check the uh the reddit (laughs) yeah i I hop in there every now and then but um we'll we'll be we'll be throwing some some of what we've talked about today uh onto the epic podcast instagram and feel free to message us or comment on there and we can have a dialogue that way yeah so have you ever been the type of person that can like have a movie on in the background while you're working uh not a movie because i'm obsessed with movies and i can't not watch them uh but tv shows i can do like arrested development or something especially one that's really writing heavy like arrested development if that's just on and i can just laugh at the jokes and continue editing i'm cool i tried battlestar galactica that didn't work because i wanted to watch it yeah, that's way too like. Oh God, I got it. Yeah, that's that's so emotionally, yeah, uh, yeah charged. Um, or cartoons. Speaking of movies, just in case, I don't. Have you ever seen the movie Sunshine? Uh, that's one of and my favorite movies. The space yep. movie. Oh, uh, I had I had I had never seen it, and I and I just was I just asked Siri yesterday <clears throat> on the Apple TV, you know, space movies, and Sunshine came up. Sunshine's awesome. And, uh, I haven't finished it yet. I'm still watching it, but I just could not believe the number of amazing actors in that film. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's got the Cillian Cillian Murphy, Murphy's the guy the that plays character. Scarecrow. Or yeah, yeah, he's amazing. It's got Michelle Yeo or whatever her name is. I don't know. She's in a lot of really good movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Freaking uh, Captain America, Chris Evans. Yep. <laughs> like, oh, that's right. Amazing. Chris Evans is in it. That was before Benedict he did Captain Wong, America. Who's who's in uh, you know The Martian and Prometheus and Moon, yep. which is another amazing movie. Like, yeah, all Moon. these amazing actors. Like, how have I not seen? Oh, and Cliff Curtis, the guy that's in the new Walking Dead series. The uh, the I forgot what it's called. It's like the Day of Walking Dead. I don't remember, but it's a spinoff of Walking Dead. It's such a good TV show. But Cliff Curtis is the like he looks like he's from New Zealand, like a, oh, gotcha. a Maui or you know, one of those native New Zealanders. And, uh, yeah, he's in it too. So I have to finish that today, but I tried watching it. Um, no. cause Nessa, Nessa always has a movie on, uh, when she's editing or, or a TV show. And I was just like, I'm going to try this. It did not work for me. I got too distracted and then ended up not even finishing the movie because I couldn't decide between editing or movie watching so i have to <laughs> nice yeah but uh, sunshine's awesome it's a it's a really unique movie it's not for everybody but it's awesome it's uh 
the director is Danny Boyle. So yeah, who he, I love. Twenty Eight Days Later is yeah. one of my favorite. Twenty Eight Days Later, Train Spotting, Slumdog Millionaire, One Hundred Twenty Seven Hours. Like he's done it all. I haven't seen uh, Train Spotting. Yeah, Ooh, that. you haven't seen it? Yeah, watch it no. with subtitles because it's impossible. Oh. The uh, the Scottish accents in there are literally impossible oh. to hear. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so. so when I was typing in sunshine, I misspelled it sunshine, which I feel like would be a far superior Ooh, movie name. Nice. Sunshine. Oh, I, th- I thought <laughs> of a funny joke. Um, so I'm drinking orange juice right now. And I was yes. thinking, I like my orange juice like I like my fiction. Pulpy. <laughs> I don't know. So, oh, check this out. I'm drinking uh, orange juice out of a out of a mug that I got from my most recent wedding that I shot. The bride and groom made went out to like, I guess, a Goodwill and thrift stores and stuff, and got like 150 different types of mugs and just like sharpied on them uh, <laughs> their mm. wedding and and gave them out for free. And they were like, Nathan, take one. I was like, okay, it's awesome. Brit and Brett, October 9th. 2016. All right. Nice. Can always remember that. Pretty cool. Man, I am getting so overwhelmed with seeing these uh uh there's such such beautiful concepts, these like in-home sessions that people are doing mm-hmm. for couples. But what I've discovered is literally 99% of the time these in-home like beautiful people who look amazing with their shirts off um <laughs> are are not actual wedding clients they're people that have been sought out by the photographer um who who messages people that are models or are big time on instagram and stuff like hey you know i'm a photographer i'm going to be traveling i'd love to do a free session with you guys um you seem pretty cool and like literally this like photographers will, will scour these people's instagrams to get a sense of their style and lifestyle where they live and if it seems like they're going to be uh amazingly beautiful and and pretty hip in their in their home environment they message them and they do the session for free and that's awesome mm. I mean, it's fine. The, the photos are still good photos. It's not like this is a, a different... Yeah, but it's it seems totally disingenuous. <laughs> I think there should be a disclaimer. Like, Also, <laughs> hey, these aren't these are real models. wedding clients of mine. These are actual models in their home. Yes, I took these pictures, but also, you're not going to look like this if you don't look like them. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, if you don't live like them. It's, uh, it, was, it blew my mind with how, many, how much active work it took to find these people and it makes sense to want to curate your feed with the types of clients that maybe you want and and the mood and attitude and general vibe of how these people live but it's like you know i I don't know that that's a great way to run a business because they aren't making money from these and i guess you could do a lot and then start getting other clients that are paying you i suppose that's a thing sure i guess that's but the point right yeah but I just feel like it'd be really hard to run yeah. a, a good, profitable business because um, there's just not that many cool, hip people that look like models exist in the world that have money to mm-hmm. pay you what you would need to run a business. <laughs> I'm sorry, they just they, there aren't. Yeah, as far as I can tell. Um, I also think that there's something to be said for trying to make couples that aren't necessarily models uh, look really great um, in and using your skills as a photographer to do that um coming up with a really great idea and sure you may not look like a model but we're gonna your pictures are gonna look amazing uh that's well that's that's exactly kind of the the idea yeah when you 
when you get somebody that's like, yeah, you know, I really hate having my picture taken, and then I'm I'm not that as hip. I love all the pictures that I see in your site, but like I'm not that cool in real life. But I love your work. You know, it's it, it shouldn't be on, on them uh, necessarily to 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 have you succeed as a photographer. You know, you should be able to do it on your own with 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 whoever. Yeah, wants I, to work with you. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that's part of the skill that I that I really like that I've been trying to hone since I started was trying to make average people love the way that they look and you're going to love the way you look. I guarantee <laughs> yeah. it. Um, to, to like, to like themselves and to love their photos and to be happy. I, I don't know about, about how they look and also to pay me. Um, so yeah, that's um, the big, the big thing. So I don't know. I, I, I definitely, uh, I mean, I could, I could of course see the value in, you know, grabbing some portfolio images from those types of sessions, um, from where, where you, you know, where you're finding some attractive people and doing a session for free. Um, but I don't know that that's necessarily making you a better photographer. Uh, I think it's, it's maybe honing your skills with a camera, but, uh, in terms of, making an average looking person look awesome with either cool techniques or, um, or just, or, or personality. Cause I, I know there's lots of photographers that the way that they get their photos, the way that they get average people looking amazing is the way that they talk to their clients and the way that they interact with them. Um, Hey, put your hand like this. Hey, let's, let's try, let's try this. Hey, think about, I, I know something that I, I really like to do when I'm on a session with a bride and groom, especially on their wedding day, is to, because I can, sometimes I can sense that they are stressing out about something or they're, um, or they're worked up about being late for something or whatever, because on the wedding day, it's never a guarantee that things will go according to plan. And while I'm with them, I'm, I just tell them, hey guys, maybe close your eyes and just take in the moment, just push everything out. And in those moments, um, I really find that I get some really good, really good stu- stuff. Um, and yeah, uh, it's, it's interesting though. I wonder if the trick is maybe, maybe these are like shitty environment. They're just <laughs> able to photograph them really well. Yes, that's true. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> also, I wonder if you have just, if you get used to incredibly beautiful people to photograph all the time, maybe you can concentrate a hundred percent on other things, which I think is an interesting concept. Um, more about your composition and more about, um, framing and stuff because you don't have to think about like ooh, is this a bad angle for their double chin <laughs> right so in some ways i could see it working both both but yeah but I, I think you made really good points my my biggest contention was like this realization that oh these aren't people that sought the photographer out and are paying the photographer for a session these are well curated honed in on people that the photographers sought out and actively pursued and did for free which is it's just completely different dynamic and mindset it's like if you shot um 
It's like if you're trying to be a destination wedding photographer and and you market and brand yourself as that, but you shoot all your destinations for free. Like, right. Um, I don't think that technically you're a successful destination wedding photographer. You're you're a free photographer who's willing to travel. <laughs> like that's a totally different dynamic than somebody that's trying to then actually make money and and compete and have it be a business. Um, you know, it's just one of those things. So I don't, yeah. It's, um, but it's whatever. I I could definitely also see that working out if your goal is to be like a fashion photographer or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Lifestyle, something for sure. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. But uh, I have to run. I think this was a great episode. I got to go pick Nessa up from the airport. She's right. coming back from a conference in Vancouver. And, uh, yeah, she'll probably not be late to that because nice. she took an overnight flight and slept two hours. Oh, yikes. Yeah, I've yeah. got to actually hop on the road in just a little over an hour to uh, get up to D.C. and do a shoot for WWF. And then, okay. then it's band cool. practice. So Yeah, I'll, I'll see, see you tonight. Yeah. All right. All right. Later, uh, later guys.